Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Sunday, January 7th. Today we're looking at United Launch Alliance and Astrobotic preparing for an early Monday liftoff to the moon, and Vietnam EV maker VinFast planning a $2 billion investment in India. Plus, Netflix is reportedly considering adding in-app purchases and ads to games, and a TechCrunch reporter revises their Bitcoin ETF prediction, expecting a green light next week. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's technology station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. The countdown to launch is on. United Launch Alliance's Vulcan Centaur rocket has been rolled to the launch pad at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station ahead of its early Monday morning launch, a mission that could end with the first fully private spacecraft landing on the moon. Celeste, can you tell us more about this? Absolutely, James. The primary payload of Vulcan is Astrobotic's Peregrine Lunar Lander. If all goes as planned, Peregrine will embark on a journey to the moon over the span of around 1.5 months before attempting to land on the surface on February 23rd. The launch was initially targeted for Christmas Eve, but ULA decided to postpone due to ground system issues. Interesting. And I understand that this is not just a significant moment for ULA and Astrobotic, but also for Blue Origin and NASA, right? That's correct, James. This launch will mark the first time Blue Origin's BE-4 rocket engines take flight on Vulcan's first stage booster. It's also the first mission as part of NASA's program to kickstart payload delivery to the lunar surface, known as the Commercial Lunar Payload Services, CLPS. This program has collectively doled out hundreds of millions to spur private development of moon landers. For this mission, Astrobotic was awarded $79.5 million from NASA in 2019. That's a significant investment. What can we expect from this mission? Astrobotic will attempt to land Peregrine near a region of the moon known as the Gruith Huysen Domes. It will be delivering a handful of NASA payloads and scientific instruments that will endeavor to better understand the lunar environment. Peregrine will also be delivering around 15 non-NASA payloads including a rover from Carnegie Mellon University and a robotic project called Coleman from the Mexican Space Agency. It sounds like a busy year ahead for lunar exploration. What else is on the horizon for 2024? Indeed, James. Other lunar launches slated for 2024 include Intuitive Machines IM-1 lander, which is scheduled for liftoff on a SpaceX Falcon 9 in February, Japanese firm Espace's second lunar mission, and Firefly Aerospace's Blue Ghost lander in the third quarter of 2024. Both Intuitive Machines and Firefly's missions are part of the CLPS program. So, it's highly likely that 2024 will be the year that a private company lands a spacecraft on the moon for the first time, and the first time an American entity has gone to the lunar surface since 1972. That's certainly something to look forward to, and we'll be keeping a close eye on these developments. Now, in related news, VinFast, Vietnam's electric vehicle manufacturer, has announced plans to invest $500 million in setting up an integrated facility in India, aiming to break into the world's third largest automobile market. Celeste, can you give us some insight into this? Certainly, James. VinFast has signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the state government of Tamil Nadu, India. The agreement earmarks an investment of up to $2 billion, although a concrete time frame hasn't been provided. 
the facility, which will be constructed in Thuthukudi, is expected to have an annual capacity of up to 150,000 units and generate between 3,000 and 3,500 employment opportunities. That's a significant investment. What makes Tamil Nadu an attractive location for VinFast? Tamil Nadu is a major center for automobile manufacturing in India. It hosts production facilities of prominent companies such as BMW, Hyundai, and Renault-Nissan, as well as electric vehicle manufacturers like BYD from China and Indian-based Ather Energy and Ola Electric. VinFast's decision to establish its facility there aligns with the state's existing automotive ecosystem. So it's not just about manufacturing. What about the consumer side of things? In addition to the manufacturing facility, VinFast is also planning to develop a pan-India dealership network to cater to consumers in the world's third-largest four-wheeler market. The company's deputy CEO of sales and marketing, Tran Mai Hoa, stated that the MOU demonstrates VinFast's commitment to sustainable development and a zero-emission transportation future. VinFast has been compared to Tesla and has been making EVs since 2021. How has the company been performing in its existing markets? VinFast has had a mixed performance. While it has expanded into markets including the U.S. and Canada, it has also faced financial challenges. Last year, the company cut jobs in the U.S. and Canada and faced criticism for the VF8 EV over quality and safety issues. Its share price fell by more than 81% since its initial public offering to $7.02. That's a significant drop. Despite these challenges, why is VinFast still keen on investing in India? India is an attractive market for global EV players. The country aims to have 30% electrification by 2030. Despite the current penetration of electric cars in India's market being only 0.25% of the total car sales, the government has offered incentives and subsidies to grow the EV car market. This makes India a promising market for companies like VinFast. That's a good point. It will be interesting to see how VinFast's investment plays out in the Indian market. Now, shifting to the entertainment industry, Netflix has been offering mobile games as part of its subscription service for two years now, with over 75 titles under its belt. However, recent reports suggest that the streaming giant may be exploring ways to monetize its gaming business. Celeste, what can you tell us about this? That's correct, James. According to the Wall Street Journal, Netflix has been considering various methods to generate revenue from its games, including in-app purchases, charging for premium titles, and placing ads on games available to subscribers of its ad tier. These strategies are quite common in the mobile gaming industry, which is expected to see consumer spending of $111.4 billion by 2024. But hasn't Netflix previously expressed a desire to keep its gaming experience free of ads and in-game payments? Yes, they have. During an earnings call in April 2023, Netflix co-CEO Greg Peters stated that they wanted to offer a differentiated gaming experience, one where game creators could focus on player enjoyment without worrying about other forms of monetization. However, it's important to note that Netflix's stance on certain issues has changed in the past. For instance, they were initially against launching an ad-supported tier and cracking down on password sharing, but reversed their decision after losing thousands of subscribers in 2022. That's a good point. And considering that Netflix's growth began to stagnate in 2023, leading to layoffs and price increases, it would make sense for them to look for additional revenue streams. 
Is there any indication of what form this might take? Uh, there are a few hints. In 2022, Netflix posted a job listing for a game director to work on an AAA PC game, which are typically high-budget projects in the video game industry. The Wall Street Journal reported that Netflix has discussed charging for such high-budget games. It's also worth noting that analysts have estimated that Netflix has spent around $1 billion on acquiring gaming studios and investing in its gaming business. That's a significant investment. It will be interesting to see how Netflix's gaming venture evolves and whether they decide to monetize it. Now, shifting gears to the world of cryptocurrency, all eyes are on the potential approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF. TechCrunch reporter Jacqueline Melanek recently updated her expected timeline for these approvals. Celeste, can you give us some insight into this? Absolutely, James. Melanek initially hinted at an approval on Friday, but she's since revised her prediction. She now suggests that approvals could come next week, though she emphasizes there's no definitive timing. This is due to extensive work happening behind the scenes with the government moving at its own pace. So it seems like things are a bit fluid. Can you explain what these 19B4 filings are that Melanek mentioned? Sure, James. The 19B4 filings are essentially the rule changes that are necessary for exchanges like NASDAQ, NYSE ARCA, and CBOBZX to list each spot Bitcoin ETF. Melanek expects issuers to finalize these filings on Friday or Monday, and they should be made public soon. As of now, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, hasn't published the relevant updates on its National Securities Exchange page. So we're looking at a possible approval next week. Are there any other predictions or updates from other commentators? Yes, there are. Fox Business reporter Eleanor Terrett, who previously suggested a possible Friday approval, now expects an ETF to be approved next week. Bloomberg ETF analyst James Seifert, who originally predicted approval by January 10th, is still expecting potential approval orders next week. The SEC must decide on a joint application from ARK Invest and 21 shares by Wednesday, January 10th. While it could potentially reject that ETF, many believe that the SEC will approve it in other applications. Interesting. What's driving this optimism around approval? The optimism is largely due to extensive meetings between the SEC and ETF applicants, frequent amendments from applicants, and applications from major asset management firms such as BlackRock and Fidelity. These factors suggest that the approval process is in its final stages. Well, it certainly seems like we're on the cusp of a significant development in the crypto world and we'll be keeping a close eye on this story as it unfolds. All right, that wraps up our stories for today here at Current Radio, and we look forward to bringing you more updates tomorrow.